I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu, and I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors completed what was one of their more boring games of the season, taking down the Chicago Bulls by a score of 113 to 109. To be honest, I don't even feel good in calling this team the Chicago Bulls. Um, I mean, even by a tanking team standards, this was a very sad collection of talent. The Bulls normally are better than this. Um, they didn't have Zach Levine. They didn't have Otto Porter. They didn't have Wendell Carter. Didn't have, I don't know who else, Chris Dunn. And uh, even a guy like Laurie Markinen, who was basically the only guy that uh, you might have been curious about in terms of you know who was actually available for the Bulls. He left after the first half. Um, he didn't appear in the second half because he apparently had some illness. So this was this was just a throwaway game, and the Raptors kind of approached them the same way. The intensity of this game just never got to any point. Like, there was no competition in the game. The Raptors literally got whatever they wanted. If they wanted to score, if they wanted to impose themselves, if they wanted to get the ball back, they just did whatever they wanted to the Bulls. And um, the final score is, you know, it's only nine points. But uh, seriously, the Raptors, you know, this was never in doubt. The Raptors had controlled this from start to finish. The starting unit, um, you know, I don't even want to say too many things in terms of just takeaways from this game. I really do think it was just completely meaningless. Like, look, I'm just going to read you some of the players that are available for the Bulls, okay? Robin Lopez was uh, one of their more effective players playing out of the post. He... I mean, they were treating him like he was prime Tim Duncan or something because literally what else are you going to do? Throw it to Shaquille Harrison or Ryan Archidiakono or Wayne Selden or, you know, Chris Felicio off the bench, Timothy Luau Kabaru. I mean, Antonio Blakeney. Like, these guys, this was the Windy City Bulls tonight. And um, so, yeah, the Raptors, I, I, I didn't think they took it too seriously. I think Kyle had a lot of turnovers. I mean, he had five turnovers today. A lot of them were just him literally trying stuff out like he's just seeing what he could get away with and uh the bulls let him get away with a lot i mean again those aforementioned names this is a very sad roster they put out today pascal did his damage you know got into the post worked some smaller mismatches Kawhi actually didn't get his jumper going uh for much of the game he did have like one nice little like turnaround Jumper, but for the most part, he struggled with the outside shot. However, Kawhi had six steals in just 22 minutes. And, I mean, he would literally just take the ball from these little children. Like, it, it was – it's like seeing a dad play basketball with, like, a toddler. Just anytime he wanted to, would just, like, reach around and poke the ball free. And, um, I mean, six steals in 22 minutes speaks for itself. Kawhi also had five assists. Just – you know, I thought he did a really good job of finding guys like Kyle Lowry and Danny Green for threes. It's going to be really important for Kawhi to obviously be a playmaker for the Raptors. But, I, again, I don't want to take anything from this game. Whatever. he, I don't even care about any of the numbers in this game, to be honest. Like, it was just a complete throwaway. Kyle, 
uh, remains hot from three. The Raptors as a whole remain hot from three. The team leads the NBA in three-point shooting uh, in terms of percentage since the uh, trade deadline. And the Raptors today shot 12 of 28. Just enough to give everyone free McDonald's fries tomorrow morning. And uh, also, that's good for 43%, which will continue to bump up the Raptors' three-point percentage. It's been nice to see the Raptors... um, you know, regress to the mean in terms of where they are in three-point shooting. Because, look, early in the season, the Raptors had a lot of good shooters, and uh, they just they weren't getting the shots to fall. But they fell today, and uh, that's, that's you know, that's great. They've been falling for a month plus now. I can really get used to this. What else? Oh, man. Marcus All didn't really get much of his scoring going. I didn't really try to as well. I mean, you know, it is what it is. The Raptors did give extended minutes to the bench. Now, I know... I've been harping about how much the Raptors need to shorten the rotation and just sort of decide on which players should be playing. And, you know, Nick Nurse himself even said during uh, an interview during that was shown during the broadcast about how, you know, he sees that, uh, you know, this is time for the Raptors to sort of tighten up and, you know, what, what were the exact words here? He said, uh, I think it's time. We've given them a lot of freedom. We've run out some plays for some guys. We cut them loose a little bit, and now we have to settle into our roles. And, you know, you could definitely see that Nurse understands the moment. But then later, he also said that let's not go too crazy on the minutes. The off-the-bench guys are still fighting for something. They're fighting for a role, fighting to cover a few minutes, and that's a big focus of ours going into the last eight games. And so, you know, he's trying to balance the two of them. And today, I mean, you still saw the all-bench lineups and things like that. Obviously, you're not going to see them in the playoffs. But also, you're not going to see the Bulls in the playoffs. So, you know, the Raptors did play all-bench lineups today. Um, no starter played more than 22 minutes. That was Kawhi. And, uh, you know, the majority of the minutes went to the bench. But honestly, in a game like this, like, the Bulls, like, they, they put up such such a pathetic fight that you, you might as well just play the bench. I mean, you might as well see what you have in some of these guys. And the one guy that really took advantage of the opportunity was Norman Powell. Um, he had 20 points off the bench in 26 minutes on 8 of 10 shooting, 4 or 5 from deep. A lot of those threes he was creating for himself as well. I also like the norm of late. I mean, he first off, he's shooting about 40% from three over the last three months, which is great to see. Um, but I, I like the fact that Powell has become steadier in terms of just, um, you know, he will come around these curls and catch and shoot for three and spot up. And, um, you know, it sounds crazy to be praising a shooting guard for doing some of those things but that obviously wasn't in Powell's game before and uh, I don't know if it's going to be a reliable part of his game moving forward but if he can hit a couple of those shots it is a nice bit of uh, offense for the Raptors especially off that bench because they need someone to score and Powell is probably the most explosive out of that bunch Powell today the 20 points was great but um, just the fact that he was able to hit those shots consistently from the outside and just literally create offense confidently um, you know come off the high screen get to the basket hit the three. I wish Powell could do this more often. Obviously, he doesn't, but still, that's why he's on the bench. When you're inconsistent, you come off the bench. So, Powell had a great game. Um, I also thought that uh, Serge Ibaka and Fred Van Vliet had a great game together. Now, Fred only shot one of six from the field. Um, you know, a couple of shots rimmed out, whatever. But I did really like how Fred worked the pick and roll with Serge Ibaka. I've talked on the previous podcast and I've written in 10 things columns of late that Serge just doesn't produce the same off the bench. And obviously he got another game off the bench. It seems like going forward, Serge is going to come off the bench and Gasol's going to play up the starters. Okay, that makes sense. But, um, you know, it's it's not really worth it if Ibaka is going to not give you anything off the bench, right? You're kind of just spoiling and leaving production on the table just to elevate Gasol. But I think part of Serge's struggles is that he just literally hasn't had a point guard on the floor 
when he comes off the bench, who can sort of set up his offense and, and set up any offense really. The Raptors off the bench have just been so bad in terms of setting the just running basic plays, following the game plan. And a lot of that was is Jeremy Lin. And I'll talk about Jeremy in a second. He had, I think he hit rock bottom tonight. But um, yeah, I mean having Fred in the game with Ibaka. Fred and Ibaka obviously played a lot of minutes together early in the season in the starting lineup um, because of injuries to Jonas Valanciunas and also Kyle Lowry. And so those two guys have kind of found the pick-and-roll chemistry. And and to be honest, I don't think it should be very hard to play pick-and-roll with Serge Ibaka. And, you know, I'll say this, obviously, NBA basketball is difficult. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, like, in terms of how NBA defenses are constructed, right, most teams are giving up that mid-range shot. And all Serge wants to do is pop to the elbows and get the mid-range shot. And so, you know, Fred did a great job of just leading Ibaka to his spots. Now, Ibaka was slightly off on the mid-range shot. It was a little bit strange. He's been kind of off on the mid-range shot for a while. Um, Normally, that's a money shot for him, though, and I do think it'll come back to him. And they eventually got it going towards the end. But it's just I like the way Fred was able to set up Serge. I feel like, you know, if you're going to ask Serge to come off the bench after he's had a great year up until uh, the trade deadline, if you're going to ask Serge to come off the bench, then you got to give him some more touches offensively just to keep him engaged, right? You're not going to bring him off the bench, only give him garbage buckets and things like that. You know, let Serge play the pick and pop. And, like, what other – it's not like you have a much better option off the bench at this point, right? Like, who else would you feel confident in giving the ball to instead? Obviously, you know, Lynn's not creating much offense. OG's not creating much offense. Powell, most nights, isn't creating most a lot of offense. So you might as well feature Serge. So that Serge was really – productive tonight off the bench had a regular night 16 points eight rebounds that's what he's averaging on the season shooting seven of 13 also hit a three and um yeah it's gonna be important the Raptors really need to find some way to get Serge pro- producing off the bench and obviously you know you like to see it happen in a game that's not against a G League team like the Bulls but I thought Ibaka had a nice role um tonight and I thought Van Vliet did a good job of finding Ibaka Ibaka took 13 shots off the bench and uh honestly just keep doing that, to be honest, because he – where else are you going to find this offense? You're, you're probably not going to do it. In terms of uh, other notes, uh, OG Anobi, I thought he had a pretty good game defensively because he was tasked to guard Laurie Markkinen for a long stretch. Even though Markkinen was in the starting lineup, he ended up playing a lot against OG off the bench. And uh, Markkinen only shot 2 of 10 from the field. So, you know, this is before he checked out with an injury or illness or whatever it was. Um, so OG did a really good job on Markkinen. Markkinen's a tough cover. He's definitely an explosive scorer. And obviously he has, uh, you know, a size advantage over OG. But OG did his part. And it was just unfortunate that OG uh, took a bit of a hard shot in garbage time towards the end. About maybe five minutes left in the game. Um, OG was recovering. Tried to take a charge. Kind of slid under somebody named... Uh, let me just make sure this guy's name is right. Brandon Sampson. Well, I've never heard of, and and I, I really I really do pride myself on, you know, my job, and my job is to cover NBA basketball, and I, I try to do my best job with it. I, I really do put a lot of effort into it, but I had never heard of Brandon Sampson, um, but apparently he wears number forty four, and uh, yeah, he went, <laughs> he had a hard baseline drive, was up in the air. OG tried to take a charge last second. Sampson ends up falling on OG, and uh, I think his foot might have clipped OG in the head a little bit. OG was a little bit woozy, uh, but he was able to walk off to the bench uh, under his own power and, and, and head to the locker room. There was, I don't know, I didn't think it was too scary of a moment, but 
you know, I think any sort of tensions were kind of alleviated when Kyle and Danny, who were sitting at the end of the bench, kind of like jokingly, you know, uh, I don't know what they said to OG, but they were just kind of joking around with him as he passed them on his way to the locker room. And so that, that made me feel a little bit better that those guys weren't too scared of what happened to OG. And so hopefully OG's fine. Um, OG obviously has a big role to play in this team. Just, you know, as a backup power forward, the Raptors are already quite thin at power forward as it is. Like, after the injury, like, Siakam had to come in to finish the game, and I was just like, oh, my God, please don't let any of these random bull scrubs just come in and injure Siakam. That would be terrible, and, and thankfully nothing of that happened. So that's about that. To be honest, the only negative in this game was Jeremy Lin, who, I mean, I, I, I don't like that people are getting on him because, like, it's, it's honestly, his production doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, he, he looks like he looks way worse than even CJ miles was to start the season. Sometimes like today, like I said earlier in the pod, I think he hit rock bottom tonight. One of nine from the field, Oh, five from deep four rebounds two assists. Wasn't really a factor. Um, you know, defensively, he was also a minus 15 in a game where, you know, the Raptors were just handling the bulls and he was a minus 15. Like that, that's crazy, right? That shouldn't even be possible, but it just speaks to how much Jeremy is lost in terms of just, he can't really hit the spot up jumper and he just doesn't really know how to run the offense either for himself or for others. And at that point, what are you really doing? Right? So it, it, it's just been a disappointing game for Lynn. Obviously he's not going to feature in the playoff rotation and um, you know, they've done everything other than just outright come out and say it, but it is hard to watch a guy like that struggle. Cause he does work really hard. Um, you know, Alex talked about a lot about it on the recap show on Tuesday. You should listen to that episode. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you want to know about, uh, you know, how hungry are you and things like this, but yeah, Jeremy is a hard worker and uh, he puts a lot of pressure on himself and, I wouldn't be able to sleep well after a game like this because it's not just like his role in the Raptors is in jeopardy. I think that's kind of sealed. He's going to be, you know, a bench warmer uh, in the playoffs. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't even know if he has an NBA career beyond this season if it, if he finishes like this. Like, this is really eye-opening how much he struggled. So, I'm hoping for Jeremy to pu- pull it back together because you don't want to see anyone's career, you know, f- peter out in this sort of fashion. And uh, But, I mean, uh, man, this is, again, this is rock bottom. Jeremy was going up against G-Leaguers and shot one of nine and was a minus 15. So, it is a concern. Um, in terms of your three stars, I'm going to give the first star to Norman Powell. Yeah, I think he deserves it. 20 points, led all scores uh, for the Raptors at three rebounds, three assists as well, shot eight of 10, four or five from deep. Again, Powell's not always going to give you this, but it's a nice – yeah, he could give you a nice punch off the bench, and literally that's his own his only role on the team. So, uh, hopefully, he can continue doing that. Second star, I'm giving that to probably Kawhi Leonard, I guess. 14 points, four rebounds, five assists, six steals. It's just the assists. I, I really like the fact that he's you know open to finding his shooters, and I feel like ever since Gasol has come to the team, like everyone is sort of passing more, but. You know, Leonard's still going to face double teams, and um, he could score through a lot of double teams, but quite honestly, if he moves the ball and the Raptors are able to continue hitting threes the way they are right now, the Raptors are going to be unstoppable offensively. So, Kawhi did a good job with that today. And then third star, I'll give that to uh, Ibaka. Why not? 16 points, 8 rebounds off the bench. You know, he's been struggling of late. His last uh, 8 starts, he's averaging about 8.7 rebounds off the bench as compared to 16 points and 8 rebounds when he starts. So, for him to get starting caliber production off the bench, thanks to some playmaking for Van Bleet, that's an encouraging sign, and hopefully that continues. 
Terrence or Jared Henderson Award, I'm going to give that to... I don't even know, man. I guess I'll give it to Wayne Selden. I, I completely didn't even notice the fact that he had 20 points, but apparently he had 20 points and three steals on 8-15 shooting in 40 minutes. So congratulations, Wayne Selden. But uh, Selden and the Bulls also kind of made a... Just made a they just clown themselves, to be honest, because they just kind of embarrass themselves. Because, look, Jim Boylan, if you haven't followed the Bulls closely, was hired basically to instill some discipline uh, in the Bulls. And he's kind of like that, like, really strict substitute teacher that comes in. And, you know, he doesn't have any actual relevance to you but other than the fact that uh, he just wants to come in and assert himself and assert his dominance. And so – you know, he made the Bulls run all these sprints, and then the Bulls you know, got mad because they were practicing after a back-to-back and then almost had a mutiny. This was like a week after the guy got hired. And so the guy is apparently softening up, but not quite because you look at it right now. I mean, why why would, why would was he doing some of the things that the Bulls were doing? So uh, I'll just recap, all right? So with a minute left and the Bulls down 13 points, Boylan called timeout. And and it seemed like he wasn't even drawing up a play or anything like that. He literally just called timeout so you can complain to the referees. And it's just like, what? why are you delaying everyone in the building? Just let the game in. Like, you're not going to win this game. Like, what are you doing? It, it, he wasn't trying. It wasn't a competitive move. He literally did it just so he can complain to the referees. And then, a couple plays later, Norman Powell, the shot clock is turned off. The game is over. The Raptors are up 11, all right? Norman Powell is just bringing the ball up half court, keeps it in his arm, and is just waiting for the last 10 seconds of the game to, to run out. I think Boylan told Selden to come and just try to steal the ball and then eventually force a jump ball. Like, what are you doing? The Raptors are already just literally closing the game out. So then they have a jump ball. The Bulls win the jump ball. And then after that, Sampson goes for a dunk at the last second, right before the final buzzer sounds, ends up shooting two free throws after the referees had to go and review it. It was just such a slow, delayed, and unnecessary thing because it didn't change the result whatsoever. It doesn't matter if the Bulls lose by 11, by 20, by 30, by 9 points like they lost tonight. It just it doesn't matter. I, I just I don't know why the Bulls decided to clown themselves and just, you know, just waste everyone's time. But, uh, you know, there you go. So... Uh, lastly, a reminder to please rate and review the podcast. If you have enjoyed Raptors Over Everything, which, again, it includes both the recap podcast and also the reaction podcast, the reaction podcast after every game, the recap podcast every Tuesday. We just uh, had Alex Wong on the show, so listen to that one. Also listen to Inside the Green Room. This uh, this week's episode with Kyle Lowry's out now. I'm not sure about the YouTube thing. It's, it's probably going to be out tonight or tomorrow morning, but... It's uh it's a really good episode. Kyle really opened up and so you know, check out both of those shows. Please rate and review both of those shows, especially on the iTunes store. It just you know, leave nice comments, you know, leave five stars, you know, bring good energy into the world. That's some good energy. So thanks everyone for listening, and I'll be back on Thursday. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.